0: What's going on, everybody? Yeah, what's going on? It is Rev. Lyle Lewis, aka Shine Lou, coming back at you one more time with my Pain Fighters podcast. Hey, everybody! I thank you guys for tuning in. I thank you guys for listening. For everybody, um, for let's cover all the formalities. Um, as you guys know, I am a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church, where my pastor is the Prophet, uh, the Prophet Willie C. Townsend. My co-pastor is Prophet Denise Townsend. Uh, we're located out in Chicago, Illinois. We have we're on YouTube. Check us out at Word Evangelistic Church on YouTube, or just Google Willie Townsend. Either way, it'll pop up. When you see uh, Willie Townsend, it should say Word Evangelistic Church. So then, this way, you know that you're you know you're talking, but you know you have pulled up the right uh, Willie Townsend. Um, let's see um, what else we have. Our um, streamline on YouTube. Uh, matter of fact, uh, later on tonight. We will be, you know, going on live This is, for those of you who are watching this Later on, we're recording this on a Wednesday Um, every Wednesday night Friday night, and then every Sunday We're doing a, a streamline Or we're recording for, uh Our, um Our TV show, um That, uh, airs You know, you guys have to check your local listings Uh, we do have one that airs on Fox We have one that airs On WPWR-TV um so, yeah, you guys just have to check, you know, check your local listings, see if it's on in your area. Hopefully it is. And if not, by all means, wordevangelisticchurch.com You can Google us at Word Evangelistic Church or look us up on YouTube, Word Evangelistic Church. You just get a whole playlist of stuff. By all means, click like and subscribe to the Word Evangelistic Church. And by all means, if you can, I would greatly appreciate it. Click like and subscribe to uh the Pain Fighters podcast as well. Um, let's see. Um Let's go ahead and dive into things so today my biggest thing is I wanted to go ahead and cover um you know there's um there's a lot of times where I realize that there's a lot of people out there who really honestly they don't know where to start okay um you tell them you know you should get saved the main question that you do have it where some people they want to get saved but the question is, is they ask how now there's two, in and, and my experience of, you know, when I talk to people, um, I ask them and they're like, how? Well, when I ask them, what do you mean, how? You know, some of them honestly don't know the steps, you know, that, you know, you just give your life over to God. You know, you give your heart to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? They're just thinking that all you do is go to church. No, you have to give your heart to God. And what do I mean by give your heart to God? I mean, you have to have an open heart to receive the word of God. Understand this. When you are, you know, when you're about to, you know, when you're going into salvation, when you decide and you make that step to say, I want to get saved, you know, the word of God does play a factor, but it does not necessarily play a factor right then and there. Okay. Um, At that point, when you start off in your salvation journey, it starts off with the heart. Okay. It starts off with you giving your life to God. What do I mean by you dedicating and giving your life to God? Meaning that you've purpose in your heart, made up in your mind, that you're done with the world. What I mean done with the world? Meaning you're done partying. You're done drinking. You're done smoking. You're done fighting. You're done cursing. You're done fornicating. You're done committing adultery. You're done lying. You're done cheating. Okay? There's all of us we've read the Ten Commandments, or we have knowledge of the Ten Commandments, don't steal, don't kill, uh, honor thy mother and thy father, you know, don't um, be jealous or be covet thy neighbor's ox and all that other kind of stuff, um, you know, honor the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, obey the Sabbath day. We know, okay, you know, you have the Ten Commandments. But a lot of times, you you know, these are the things that, you know, a lot of people, they don't know. So for those of you who really honestly don't know, we're going to just go ahead, and I'm just going to start this off from scratch. Seeing as how that the YouTube channel uh, is a brand new show, not necessarily brand new to me, but brand new to many others who are who will be tuning me into YouTube. Not brand new to my um, to my podcast audience, uh, but like I said, I want to make sure to start this off. From the basics, so that in this way, you know, you got a lot of people who do, you know, they do know about salvation, and you got a lot of people who they don't know about salvation. I want to make sure to help those who have no idea about salvation that tune in. But don't get me wrong, there will be certain topics and and things to cover that the Lord puts on my heart that I'm going to go ahead and jump into. But what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead, we're going to start from the basics, and we're going to build, and I'm going to move you guys from milk teaching to meat teaching, all right? But again, it's gonna be a gradual process, all right? So, uh, you know, just follow me and just keep listening. I promise you, I'm only gonna tell you the truth, okay? Now, when you're starting off in your salvation, understand this, like the Bible says, the Bible tells you to come unto, he said, come unto me as you are, okay? God says, come unto me and let us reason together. Why is God telling you to come unto him? God is saying that he's not willing that any shall perish, okay? So when you dedicate your life to God, this means you've dedicated all of your energy, time, and attention. This does not mean you have to, like, give up your life, okay? You can still go out and have fun. And this is what Satan is going to try to tell a lot of people who want to get saved, that you can't have fun anymore. You can't live a full life. You can't, you can do whatever you want to do in your salvation, providing it falls in line with the word of God. You can still go out and have fun. You can still go out. Look, you can't party like, you know, go out drinking and smoking. You know, you can't party going out, you know, like, you know, you're going to a swinger set or something like that, but you can still have a nice get together with other Christians. You can still have a nice get together. You can't drink, but that's not to mean that you can't go and still have a good time. You can still go to the movies. You can still go out skating. You can still go out and go have a social life. Okay. Satan's going to try to tell you, you can't do this. Yes, you can. But it is encouraged. This is the part that Satan doesn't tell you. You can do it, but you should do it with other Christians. Why should you do it with other Christians? Well, especially if you are just getting saved, you're considered a babe in Christ, okay? Meaning, you know, you're a noob, okay? You're a newbie. You're somebody who's just fresh into salvation, okay? Why is it suggested that you go out with other Christians? Why? Because you don't need to be around anything that wars against your flesh. That's what the Bible says. Don't go around anything that wars against your flesh. This is where a lot of people get it wrong. You get it where they're told you sh- you can have a social life. You know, they're told this, but then they go out and they're going out with the same people that they used to hang around. You're a new creature in Christ. Okay. You dedicate your life and your heart and your mind and everything, your heart, mind, soul to God. Meaning you've made up in your mind, no more living outside of the word of God. Everything you do will fall within the parameters of of what God wants you to do and how God wants you to be, right? So therefore, if you're following within those parameters, meaning, you know, no drinking, no smoking, no going against what the Bible says. We'll just put it like that. Okay? As time goes on, I'll be breaking down all kinds of stuff. But you know, I can go on and on and on. Hell, that's a message all in itself, just covering the Ten Commandments. And it's, and I mean, hey, that's hell, I can get on one commandment and I can do a whole dog on series on that. I'm I'm very very well-versed in my teaching, I, I'm, you know, and, uh, and again, like I always say, if you like what I tell you, by all means, jump over to my pastor's channel, to word church.com if you like what I'm telling you, you're gonna love what he's got to say, because he can go far deeper than I can, okay, but back to what I was saying, you know, the devil tries to tell you, uh, he tries to make it seem like you're doing a bad thing by giving things up, You know, oh, you can't, you're not gonna be able to hang out with your friends anymore. You can hang out with your friends, provided that they're not a bad influence. All right? Then, on top of that, you also gotta understand with you being in Christ, you should be the greater influence now. Okay? You should be the greater influence. Your lifestyle should, you know, show them what a true christian is supposed to be providing you know you're not you wind up not hanging with i understand not everybody is going to just drop their friends or whatever the case may be am i saying that you should or should not what i'm telling you is this this is what i'm saying it's recommended for the best results okay you know how when you cook and they say for best results, use this kind or use that kind of ingredient or use this kind of uh, uh, um, use this kind of flour as opposed to that kind of flour or to say, hey, for best results, use, you know, this brand of whatever. Yeah, for best results, you should hang with other Christians. It's not to say that you can't hang out with people that are not saved, but it should be that you should be probably be hanging out with more Christians than you are people who aren't saved. Because again, you know, you want people who are going to encourage you. You want people who are going to strengthen you as they hang around you. So it's the same thing with success. It's the same thing with people that are wealthy and rich. You know, they hang around their crowd. Notice gangs, they hang around their crowd. You don't see Blackstones hanging out with Vice Lords. You don't see Vice Lords hanging out with GDs. You don't see Crips hanging out with Bloods. You see them all hanging together, right? It's the same way in God. You know, those that are saved, I don't want anybody to get offended by me saying the word Christian. I just mean it's somebody that's saved, okay? Those that are saved should hang out with those that are saved. Those that are not saved should hang around those that are not saved. Now, if you wanna get saved or you're trying to get saved, sure, don't get me wrong. It should be that those that aren't saved should wanna hang out with those that are saved, but that's providing That it's them wanting to come to you, not you wanting to go to them, all right? It shouldn't be that, you you know, every time you look up, you're somebody that's saved wanting to go hang out with a bunch of sinners. That's not good. But you get a sinner always wanting to go hang out with a bunch of saved people. That's good because there's a good possibility that that means that that's a soul that's being drawn to Christ slowly but surely, okay? You need to be around people that are going, you can pull strength from. This is why everybody runs in their own groups. The wealthy runs with the wealthy. Why? Because they can learn things, get information, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, get the inside scoop to things to become more wealthy. You get what I'm saying? This is the reason why uh, 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 people who are like positive and upbeat, hang around other people that are positive and upbeat. Why? Because these are people that no matter how bad the day is going, they know what to say and they know what to do to help give other people the boost, so that then this way, you know, they can give people a boost and people can give them a boost to help them to become much more positive, much stronger, get through the day, keep keep a, keep a focus head. You know what I'm saying? You get people who work out, hang out with others. You don't see people that work out hanging out with a bunch of people at McDonald's. You don't see people that hang out, that work out. You know, you don't see people that work out and they're bodybuilders and things like that hanging out with people who, you know what I'm saying, hanging out with people who just want to hang out at a doggone uh, 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 buffet all day long. You don't see them hanging out with fat, slobby or slobbery people. All right? You don't see them hanging out with those kind of people. You see them hanging out with other fit people. Why? Because the practices that are involved. The conversation that is involved. It is a conversation, it is an atmosphere that encourages more fitness. You being somebody that says should be around other people. So that in this way, the uh, uh atmosphere that it, the atmosphere involves things that will help strengthen you in your salvation. Things that will help motivate you. If you don't understand, maybe you can ask somebody else that has a deeper understanding. If you're going through something, you can talk to somebody else that has a better understanding because they've been through it and they can give you advice. They can help the, world, they can help the word of God to sink in better. They can help keep you in a spiritual mind. Okay? When you get saved, you dedicate your life to God, you decided, I'm done doing things outside of what the word of God tells me to do. I want to be pleasing unto God. I want to be a pleasing vessel. I don't want to be a vessel that has to be where, yeah, I'm claiming salvation, but I'm still doing all the things that the Bible tells me I should not be doing. Okay? When you decide to give your life to God, that's your first step, deciding to give your life to the Lord. It's a good step. While it may not always seem to be glamorous, it is the best step. Why do I say it's the best step? Understand this. I love you all, and I would love for you to, you know, tune into my pastor and listen to what he's got to say. I would love for you all to come to, to our church. By all means, I'd love it. But it's like I say, I don't care about your membership. I could care less. If you don't want to become a it, you know what I'm saying? I don't care. But you do need to get your soul saved at the end of the day. I'm not doing this for membership. Mind you, I'm definitely not doing this for membership. I don't have a church. You want to click, like, subscribe my channel? I'm asking you to, but you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? You want to become, uh, uh, you know, you want to like my podcast and, you know, become a fan of my podcast? Thank you. Thank you. You want to like, click, like, and subscribe to my channel? Thank you. I greatly appreciate it, but you don't have to. Because this isn't what I'm doing. I'm not doing it so that, you know, I'm not doing it so that I can... Uh, um, you know, so that I can, you know, become a champion of the doggone YouTube algorithm. I'm doing this because I want you... I want people out there to hear the truth of the Word of God. I want you truly saved. If you never come to my church, which is not my church, it's my pastor's church, but I mean the church I attend to when I say my church. If you never come to the Word Evangelistic Church, that's fine. As long as you are somewhere where you're getting the truth. As long as you get saved genuinely get saved that's all that that, that's what i want i want you saved Uh, you know you got a lot lot of churches out here you know and this this is the second part that you need to do after you've decided to give your life to god this is the second part you need to do you need to go find yourself a good church home again you need to be in the right environment in the right atmosphere that is going to help encourage you to stay saved and a place that will teach you to stay safe. You got a lot of churches out there that tell you to get saved, but they're not going to tell you and teach you how to stay safe. They're just going to tell you, get saved. They're going to tell you, you need salvation. And then when you get it, they're just like, hey, congratulations. What then? You know what I'm saying? There's things that you're going to have to go through. Trials and tribulations, lives, problems, ups and downs. You know, you're going to go, you're going to go through a lot of different things because Satan is going to attack you. He is he is Satan is coming the moment that you fully decide that you are giving your life to God I'm warning you now Satan is on his way you don't believe me look at anybody who started doing anything in God Adam and Eve was created Satan came right go on what else do we got uh uh, um David you know what I'm saying when 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 David found favor go Saul was trying to kill him you know what I'm saying uh, 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 he got tempted in his flesh, all kinds of, the devil was there. Solomon, the devil was there. Samson, the devil was there. Children of Israel, the devil was there working. Mind you, a lot of times Satan is going to try to push you to do things. He's going to try to push you to leave God. He's going to push you to sin against God. Notice he didn't force Adam and Eve to bite the apple. He didn't force them to eat the fruit. He didn't force them. No, he convinced them. Let me let you in on a little secret. Satan can't force you to do anything. He can only convince you. This is the reason why you need to go to the right kind of church, so that in this way you can be taught how to resist against the devil's influences. One, it puts you in the right environment. Two, it gives you the proper teaching when you're in the right church. What is the right church? Let's go ahead and cover that right fast. And I probably might even make that a, a, a topic, you know, for the channel. What is the right kind of church? A church that's gonna teach you the true word of God. In other words, it's not gonna sugarcoat anything. If the Bible says that you cannot commit fornication, it will stick, that church is gonna to stick to you cannot commit fornication. And it's gonna tell you why. It's gonna break it down to you. It's going to help you to understand the dangers of doing these things the dangers of committing sin it's not just going to brush it under the rug a true church is a church that's not going to agree with your mess a true church is a church that finds out you decided you want to live any kind of way and it's like okay look because you're doing it like that we can't give you communion yeah these things are important communion is important it's not just a tradition you need to go to a church where they're not doing things according to tradition. They're not doing things because of the religion. They're not doing things because of the denomination. They're doing things because the word of God said, this is how things are supposed to be done. Do I go to that kind of church? Yes. Okay. Sure. We have Easter service, uh, Christmas service. We got you know, all those do- other goofy services. Yes. But at the same time. It's not every year that it's a Christmas message, an Easter message. No, we have the message from the Word of God, whatever God would have for us to hear on that day. We don't honor the day above. So therefore, just for example, you get it where it's Christmas. Oh, okay. Uh, if it's church, if it's, if it's Christmas at church, uh falling the same day, you've got a lot of churches like, okay, well, you know, we won't come to church. No, we'll be in church. We'll be there. Why? Because we serve. God we don't serve the day we serve God according to the word of God not according to tradition you want to make sure that you're in a church where you're served where the church is serving God and they're teaching you to serve God not according to tradition not according to denomination but according to faith in the word of God according to the truth and the righteousness that God would have for you to follow of the word of God the word of God is very 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 important I'll I'm tell you this right now as an individual that is saying the word of God is number one in your life. You need it. Okay? Study it. Study it. Because you're going to need it when Satan attacks. Study it. Because you're going to need it when life hits you hard. Study it. Because you're going to need it when people come to challenge your faith. Study it. Because you're going to need it when other individuals come and tell you that you're foolish for serving God. Study it. Because you're going to need to know what it is God is trying to tell you so that you can can know where it is that you need to be and what kind of church you need to be in. The Word of God will tell you all that. But you also need to study because the Bible tells you to study. The Bible said that when the apostles preached, it said that the people went home and they studied for themselves to see if the things the apostles said were so. When your pastor teaches, go home and study what he preached. See what he's talking about. See it for yourself. Trust me. If it's something that's not, you know, you'll know. And then you got to have your right to, hey, don't get me wrong. If your pastor is teaching something that's kind of, you know, kind of questionable, go, go ask him. Go talk to him. Tell the pastor, hey, I don't understand. Give me a better understanding of what you were saying. You got that right. Why do you have that right? Because as a member of that church. It is the pastor's duty. It is his obligation. It is his job to make sure that the word of God gets broken down to you. It is his job, duty, obligation. It is everything of his to make sure that you are a soul that is fully convinced of God and the word of God. I'm not against a megachurch if they're following the right way, but be careful of these megachurches. Because you get it where a lot of times they're just more or less after money. Hell, you got small churches that are just after money. You just got to be careful. But if you go and you study the word of God, and you are another thing, you got to make sure that you are constantly in prayer. Study the word, pray to God. Have those two constantly together. Why? It will work in your favor. One, you need to pray to constantly ask God for forgiveness. Okay? When you get God, you know, get God to always be there to constantly, you know, give you forgiveness and things of that nature, but also... You're praying God. You're praying to God that He can lead you and guide you in the right direction of what you would have, or of what I'm sorry, what He would have for you to do, and what who he, he would have for you to be. So you got to understand. It's another thing when you get saved. You are no longer living for yourself. You're living for God now. You're no longer living for your glory. You're living for God's glory. You're no longer living to make a name for yourself. Everything you do should be in some kind of way of glory to God. Now, a lot of people would say, well, that seems, you know, that seems like, man, like, all I think I'm doing is just living for somebody else. Well, let me ask you a question. As a sinner, who are you living for? As somebody that's not saved, who are you living for? Yourself? Right? Satan? Your job? Your parents? Your kids? Your brothers and sisters? Your friends? Everybody's living for somebody. But here's the difference between you living for God and you living for any or everybody else. The Bible says that everything you do in life is vanity. It says only what you do for God is what will last. What does this mean? Meaning when you die, whatever status you achieve in your social life. How many ever followers or how many ever friends you have on Facebook or whatever kind of social media you have is garbage when you die. When you die and you stand before God, God isn't going to care about how many people followed you on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, doggone uh, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Twitter. God's not going to care. He's going to care about how you dealt with his Word he's not going to care how many people liked you in life. He's not going to care about how many people, uh, 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 were your friends. He's not going to care about how many enemies you had. He's not going to care about, uh, uh, promotions, graduations. He's not going to care. None of that is going to matter, but what you do in God will matter. How you serve God will matter. The place where God puts you in as far as like a church home where he wants you to be to be of service to him that will matter your relationship with him your service and your works towards him that will matter your acceptance or rejection of the word of God that will matter so serve God because man will fire you and we'll forget about you Your friends will die or leave you or kick you to the curb. Now, it's not to say that we don't do our best to be a friend, to be a family member, to be an employee. I'm not saying that we don't do our best. Of course, do your best. But understand, that comes second to God. Serve God first. Be pleasing unto God first. Okay? That's your main duty right there. Because at the end of the day, when you die, your job your job has no heaven or hell to put you in. Okay, your job barely—your hey, job is barely going to set you up with a retirement. Am I right or am I right? You got people who are on the verge of retiring and thinking I'm like, man, I can't retire right now. If I retire right now with the pension and the benefits that I'm getting, that's not going to be enough. So if the job's not going to help you, do you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Serve God. So that then this way, he can put you on the path to set you up for a decent future. He can make it where the things that you do are not in vain. What do I mean are not in vain? Meaning like, hey, look, if you decide that you want to work your whole life, God can set you up and put you in a position to where you can work, 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 work. And when you decide that it's time for you to retire, the Lord can make sure that you live a very comfortable life. These are things that God can do. I'm not trying to sell you on it. This is what it is. You take it or leave it. You don't have to understand, you know, I'm not a salesman per se. I don't have to sell God. I'm just going to tell you what the word of God says. Thus saith the Lord. And I'm going to give you what the Lord put on my heart to tell you. Now, if you want to accept it, I'm um, thank you. And I don't mean thank you as far as like you're helping me. I mean, thank you for helping yourself. I got a love for souls. This is why I'm doing it. I'm reaching out to you guys because I would like for you guys to be saved. I would like for one day, one day that I could reach somebody and we die and we go to heaven. And then somebody's like, I know who you are. Man, you preach the message that inspired me to get saved. You preach the message to keep going in God. You preach the message to help open my eyes to get out of a bad church and get into a new one. I'd like to meet you one day, be it in person or in heaven. But you got to understand, at the end of the day, I serve God. There's a lot of things I do in my life, man. I got my, you know, running a business, you know, my salvation, uh, you know, working a job, you know, my marriage. I got all these different things. Of everything that I got going on, God comes first. I don't put anything above what I do in God. I pay my tithes the way that the Lord tells me to do it, which is 10% off the top, meaning off the gross, not off the net. That's another thing that you guys need to understand when you're coming into salvation. And again, I'm just breaking down a lot of salvation basics that they may not tell you in other churches. I'm breaking down salvation basics that a lot of people honestly did not know. They honestly didn't know. At one point in time, I thought that this was all common knowledge. I honestly thought that this, all this stuff that, you know what I'm saying? That I thought it was honest, common knowledge. Come to find out a lot of these pastors are not preaching this stuff in the church. Why? Because they're afraid that if they tell somebody, hey, you can get saved, but you can't commit fornication anymore, people are going to say, oh, hell with that. I'm not doing that. And then they leave. I'm going to tell you, when you get saved, no more fornication, no more adultery, no more shacking. What is shacking? Meaning you're living with somebody that you're not married to. You're dating, you're living with your boyfriend, you're living with your girlfriend, you're living with your fiance. No. Why? Because it's only going to tempt you to want to have sex. Don't tell me it's not, you know what I'm saying? All due respect, nobody's getting, no, you, you got where majority of the people are not getting married, uh, 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 because they just want to live life with their best friend. No, there's, there's some kind of sexual attraction there. Come on now. So to keep down the temptation, no living together until after you get married, until after you get married, you get married, knock yourselves out. You know what I'm saying? No holes barred. Hey, marriage bed is undefiled. Marriage bed is undefiled. Okay, so get yourself in a good church home Back to the, you know, to the original um, Point that I was trying to make Get yourself in a good church home That's going to tell you these things Get yourself in a good church home If you can't find a good church home Tune into individuals like me Like my pastor like I'm sure there's other people out there I only know me and my pastor for right now Tune into individuals like us It's going to teach you the word of God And we're not asking for anything from you in return Other than that you give your life to God Tune in to people like us is going to teach you the truth. We're going to teach you the word of God, the way that the word of God ought to be taught. We're going to tell you, hey, this and that is not right in God. And this and that is right in God. You get yourself in a good church home. okay? so that's one another thing. okay? so after you get yourself in a good church home, make sure that you are there for the right reason. Why do I say that? This is very important because you got a lot of people go to church and they're going to church for the wrong reason. You are not there to listen to the choir sing. You are not there just to pay tithes and offering. You are not there to gossip. You are not there for other people. You are there for you and God and being taught to live holy. You're not there for anything else, okay? Don't get me wrong, people are gonna be there. I'm not saying that you just walk in the church, you just act like other people don't exist, or whatever the case may be, you don't fellowship and things like that. Sure, fellowship, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know, fellowship with other people. Be nice, be kind, be courteous, but you're not there for them. So if you do wind up in a good church, be there because you're in a good church. And what do I mean a good church? A church that's teaching you the word of God a church that is helping you to understand what it is that you need to do and how it is you need to be in God so that then this way you can live a life that's God is pleasing unto unto the Lord. You can live a life that when you die, when the Lord calls you home, you can cash in on. See, it's just like anything else. We do things. When you go to work, you put in 40 plus hours a week so that then this way you can cash it all out at the end of the week or two weeks for a paycheck, right? You go and you are the best parent you can be, why? So that your kids don't put you in a home somewhere and so that, hey, when, when 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 you get of age, your kids will take care of you. You go to college, so that then this way, you can use time for you to graduate, you can cash out with a diploma that you can take anywhere and get a decent job that actually pays decent money, right? It's the same way with salvation. Put in the work. Put in the time. See, this is what a lot of churches aren't telling you. That salvation does require work. It does require time. It does require your attention. It requires your service. Salvation is made up of what you put in works-wise. It's not just made up of you just going to church and just, it's just, hey, I just go to church and I hear the pastor get up there, hoop and holler, and then the choir sings a song and then I go home after paying tithes and offer. No going to church they're supposed to be teaching you how to live for god your works works of salvation your working of faith you're working of these things this is why the bible tells you work out your own soul salvation but it's not telling you to go out and go get your own uh 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 to establish your own righteousness what does it mean work out your own soul salvation meaning like hey look there are certain things you need to learn for yourself, like how the Bible says, "Go over, don't go around things that war against your flesh. Only you know about what wars against your flesh. You know areas what to do, where to go, what not to say. You know what tempts you. You know what aggravates you. you got to work those things out for yourself. The word of God has been given to you. So now you got to work out things according to the word of God of what you've been taught of how to stay safe in your salvation, how to continue on your salvation, how to stay motivated in your salvation, how to stay uh, 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 focused on your salvation. These are the things that you need to, you got to work those things out. The, God's not going to work it out for you. Let me get you to understand that. There's a lot of things that these churches will make you think that God, God is not going to do a lot of things. He's not. And I don't mean it in the sense of like, like, because it's like the way I'm saying it that way, it more or less brings a question, well, why serve God? So let me break that down. God's not going to do a lot of things for you. Okay. There's a lot of things we pray for. We ask God for, but really it's up to you. Lord, I need a deliverance. Okay. God is going to do his part, but how is he going to do it? He's going to send the word. He's going to preach the Word of God, and when the Word of God goes forth, you got to take the Word of God, accept it, and live by what the Word of God said. Prime example. Lord, I want a deliverance from lust, okay? just And I use lust because, you know, just about everybody knows lust, okay? Everybody knows, like, sexual lust. Most people, you know, that's what most people, you know. So... Lord, I need a deliverance from lust. I am in lust. I need a deliverance from lust. Okay, God's not going to come down and 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 touch your flesh. And then all of a sudden, you know, all your lustful desires are gone. No. God is going to give you instruction. He's going to tell you, okay, that man or that woman that you like to be around, don't go around them no more. These videos and these pornographies and things that you like to watch, don't watch them anymore. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend that you love to be around, if you're gonna be around them, be around them with supervision. Have a second, third, and fourth party member there so that then this way you don't wind up, you know, doing anything. Have other saints around you who are not gonna, who who, who, they're not gonna be around you while you're, you know, trying to do stuff. They're not gonna let you just sneak off and, no. read more, pray more, study more. It's going to tell you things like that. Now, after the word of God gets preached, it's up to you to take the word of God and say, okay, if the word of God tells me not to do this, I'm not going to do it. If the word of God tells me not to go over there, I'm not going to go over there. If the word of God said for me to handle this situation like this, that's how I'm going to handle it. That's how God delivers you. God is not going to come down and touch your flesh. No, he's going to give you the word of God and say, I've given you the tools go do do what it is you ask me to do because I've given you the tool. You have the power if you got the Holy Ghost because the Bible says that God gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey Him. So this means as long as you go forth and you put these things into action of what God told you to do, the Holy Ghost will come upon you giving you the strength to overcome whatever it is. Prime example, when I was sick I followed the things that the word of God told me to do. I did what God told me to do. I took my medicine, like he said. God said, okay, you got your God, put the doctors here for a reason. You know, you take your medicine. You know, you take your medicine until the Lord says that you don't need it. Every time I took my medicine, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm looking for you to get me out of this. But for right now, work through the medicine. If He, if God said, okay, hey, look, you need to, cert- you need to take certain steps, I took those steps. If he says you need to chill out, I chill out. With my asthma, you know, said, God, you know, one main thing that that the Holy Ghost told me was that, you know, through my pastor, when he's preaching the word of God, you know, I was like, Lord, I need a healing. he was like, one thing he said is that, you know, the Lord put doctors here for a reason. Okay. So I started doing my research according to what the medical, you know, professional said about asthma. And one thing they were saying is, you know, you need to get yourself in shape. Okay. I need to get myself physically in shape. I need to do this. I need to take my medicine. I need to, as I did that and put faith in God, I put faith in the word of God, then I agree, because the word of God told me to listen to the doctors. When I listened to the doctors, I found the right doctors to listen to, and I don't mean the right doctors that told me what I wanted to hear, I mean the right doctors that told me what I needed to hear. Needed, not wanted. That's another thing about going to church. Finding church is going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. It's the same thing when you eat food. We want to eat junk, we want to eat chips, Candy, cookies, all that kind of stuff. But what you need to eat is salads. You need to eat some decent kind of meat. You, If you're a vegetarian, then, you know, stick to whatever kind of vegetarian diet. If you're a vegan, stick to the vegan diet. But you're sticking to the diet that nourishes the body. Junk food does not nourish the body. When you're dehydrated, you might want to drink Sprite, but you need to drink water. Do you get what I'm saying? You need to find a church that is going to tell you what you need to do according to the word of God, not what you want to do. I follow what God told me to do because that's what was needed. God gave me the instructions I needed. The doctors gave me the instructions I needed. When I followed what the word of God said, what the doctors said, and worked through my own faith of how what God told me to do, that's when I got delivered. There's a bunch of other stuff. I'll go into it and one day I'll have a message of like how to get healed. I'm going to have a message. Yeah, I'll do that message. How to get healed. Because I mean, what I've learned for the most part, for the most part, I'm not saying for everything, but for the most part, healing is basically the same formula. It really honestly is. Why do I say that? Because mind you, I've been in, I've been injured. Okay. I told you guys before I got hit by a car. Okay. Um, hell. Uh, I had blood clot. I had a blood clot that, you know, I, I actually died. From the blood clot true story very true story i actually died from the blood i got a blood clot and i died um the lord spared me now in the process of that happening there was you know what i'm saying i had to okay now how did i get healed now a lot of people who have blood clots you know you guys know that you know uh depending on what's going on it could just be that you just get healed uh, from the treatment in the hospital, and others, it's supposed, it's like an ongoing process. Mine's supposed to be an ongoing process. I had a pinched nerve from 2008 to 2018. These are things I got healed from, man. Okay? I'm not just telling you this stuff because it's uh, it sounds fantastic. I've been through this stuff. Okay? I've called on God for deliverance and have gotten it. I've called on God for healing and I've gotten it. There's some things that I'm still going through right now that I really do need the Lord's help for. Some stuff I just got to be patient and let the Lord do his work. Other things that just got to be patient, wait for the Lord to give me the right instruction. And there's other things that I'm doing that God told me to do that I'm just still working through, waiting for the time that everything See, everything is not going to happen in your time. I want you to understand that. Coming the salvation, everything is not going to happen in your time. Okay? Um, I say this because, again, these are things that, you know, nobody really told me at the beginning of my salvation. And I thought, you know what I'm saying, I honestly, honestly, when I got saved back in 2001, I was under the impression that you're supposed to come in and ask God for things that you want. Hey, look, I can come in and I can ask God for a car. I can come and ask God for a Look. I'm tell you right now, do not come into your salvation asking God for materialistic things. Okay, don't come and asking God for cars, houses, money, you know, goofy stuff, a husband, a wife. Don't. You're wasting your time. You need to come in and ask God for a greater anointing. You need to come in and ask God for the Holy Ghost. You need to come in your salvation asking God for deliverance from things that that the Lord preaches against. You need to come in your salvation asking God for a stable mind. You need to come in and ask God for joy. You need to come and ask God for peace. Come in and ask God, Lord, put me in a position to be a better service to you. If you ask for those things, the other things will come. How do I know? Solomon asked for the wisdom knowledge and understanding to lead his people. And the Lord said, because you didn't ask for these other things, I'll give them to you. The Bible also says, first seek ye, first. It didn't say just in the process. It said first, first. So this means when you get saved, you are not to come into salvation, Lord. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, 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 all this stuff. I need, don't get saved because you need a job. Don't get saved because you need a car. Don't get saved because you need uh, 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 uh to get healed. Your baby is this, Is this, you might be going to jail. Don't get, don't, 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 look. It's good if you get saved for those reasons, but make sure that if you're going to get saved for those reasons, make sure you back up the salvation after you get what the Lord gave it to you. And then also understand, again, Remember, if you don't get it up front, your deliverance is coming. But you have to live out your salvation. See, I've seen it throughout. I've been saved for over 20 years. I got saved in 2001. It's 2022. So I've been saved for 21 years. Okay. I've seen it throughout 20 years. You get people, they come into salvation. They pray to God. And then, you know, they, they, they get saved. Oh, Lord, do this, do that. God does it for them. And then you don't see them no more. Let me uh, get you to understand something. They have to give an account for that. So don't think that you can just come in and get saved to get what you want and then leave God and then, you know, keep playing with God jumping in and out like this is a dog on double dutch game. That's not going to work. Because I assure you, everything that the Lord does for you, everything that works out in your favor that you prayed for, that you said, oh God, this and oh God, that you cried for and you got saved for and all that other kind of crap. When you stand before God, After abandoning your post in salvation, because remember, God will never leave you, but he never said that you can't leave him. Read your Bible and tell me I'm wrong. If you read the Old Testament, it will tell you how the Lord said you departed from me. You committed whoredoms against me. And because you did this, I turned my face from you. In other words, I didn't give up on you just to give up. No, you walked away, did this and did that. So since you walked away, what am I supposed to do? Keep my face towards you with my arm? No, you know what? Go do your thing. I turned my face away from you. Go do your thing. You want to know why he did it? Because he knew it. Okay, eventually you're going to come back to me understand this and i say this not to be mean not to be cruel not to be harsh not to be callous but it's the truth god doesn't need us we need god god doesn't need to get to earth we need to get to heaven keep that in mind throughout your salvation okay now i'm gonna go ahead and and, and we're go ahead and end this um so that we can go ahead and uh you know continue on with the saga because I'm going to go ahead and you know, continue this on. So I thank you guys for uh uh tuning in. Again, my name is Reverend Lyle Lewis. I'm from the Word Evangelistic Church, where my pastors are Prophet T. Townsend, co-pastor Prophet and Townsend. Tune us in on YouTube, Google, you can look us up on Facebook, or by all means, please keep looking at me. Reverend Lyle Lewis, the podcast of the pain fighters. You guys, pain fighters, they all of my fellow Pain Fighters, I thank you for tuning in. All my sponsors, everybody that has, you know, um, given me donations and things like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, for those of you who want to who wanna become a part of the Pain Fighters Nation, by all means, please um, drop me a message on Messenger. Uh, send me an email at uh, lrashawnlewis at yahoo.com. That's L-R-A-S-H-A-U-N-L-E-W-I-S at yahoo dot com or by all means the simplest way send me a message on uh, messenger over facebook say hey i'm a part of the pain fighter i'm a part of the pain fighters nation and then we'll move on from there so you know friend me on facebook or whatever the case may be and hey you know, by all means, if you guys haven't, for those of you that are on the, the Anchor podcast, go to my YouTube channel, click like and subscribe. For those of you on my YouTube channel, go to my Anchor podcast and by all means, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever podcasts are listened to, iHeartRadio, wherever. If there's a podcast, there. Go look up Reverend Lyle Lewis and please, by all means, if you can, if you're interested, go check out my comic novels page as well. Click like, subscribe, you know, check it out, become a member, whatever it is, the process is. So until then, until next time, thank you, everybody. Love you. Be safe. Stay safe. God bless. I'm going to learn to fade to black. Boom.